tell you something, Gino, can you out here talking about a click? The only click you need to know about is the Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. See, because what you're dealing with here is the brotherhood. It's nonstop from this point on in WCW. We take what we want. And after we take Lex Luger and the Giant, we want the gold sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. We marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome everybody back to another edition of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 423, and we thank you very much for listening again to this weekly online experience, listening experience that we call podcast. Uh, you can listen to this and all, all past episodes on marknet.com. You can listen to all your major podcasting sites like the Apple Podcast site like uh, Google Play, like Stitcher Radio. When you do that, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe, and leave us five stars. And if you don't use that, make sure you comment on marketingout.com on the previous episode that you heard, like uh, most recently our buddy Ben. Thanks for doing that, pal. Appreciate it. Social media-wise, I know social media was down for like eight hours or something like that today, and they're not blaming the Russians for once. Uh, you can <laughs> uh, – social media-wise, facebook.com slash marketingout, twitter.com slash marketingout. Uh, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Did you know that Google is the second largest search engine ever? Other than Google? It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because some people like to see things visually, then read them, like my, my, I myself. What? Well, what is the first? Google. Then what is the second? YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Oh, it's yeah. a search engine. So Remember wait, back, should... remember like Dogpile and like uh, Ask Jeeves? Yeah, I remember Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Also... YouTube is – they have, like, a partnership with Google. Does that really count? They yeah, two separate entities. You use the it's Google like you to can, sign it to YouTube. But you could search something on Facebook and it will pop up to a Google search. So they're all kind of intertwined. But, like, the two major ones that people are going to – like, people will rather go to YouTube rather than they go to Google. Or some people rather go to – regardless, that's one, ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. And we have a shirt that says that on ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. So scoop that up. We graciously appreciate everybody that's been purchasing shirts. My name's Chris. I'm back this week. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. You've already heard I'm sitting here with Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how are you doing? Hey, 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 everybody. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Brilliant. And the next person that I'm joined with uh, should be yelling at Dave for about doing creepy, weird voices. And his name is Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. Good. No, the, truth, the truth is I'm about to get a text from Brandon. Oh, yeah. told you. You damn right you are. <laughs> there All right. There's an old, there's an episode, like, uh, I think randomly goes on my, my phone, that it, Dave does the clown voice, and Brandon uses a lot of Bob Backlunds and tells him <laughs> to stop. And, yeah. I, and it's funny, too, because when I listen to it now, I'm just like, oh, man, Dave would not like that at all. No. No bueno. So, but yeah, so anyway, how was, uh, Dave? How was the week? Oh, man. Uh, like you, it was tiring, draining, um, but I'm... Having a great week, you know. I actually I love staying busy and everything like that. Trying to figure out 
just uh, I'm trying to get back to the gym a little bit more. But outside of that, um, I actually hung out with uh, Dan. I hung out with Dan uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. When I, was, I wasn't on the pod this past week, but yeah. Yeah, you guys went to good old Outback. Good old Outback. Yeah, good old Outback's the worst. Oh, dude, Outback is so great. It's Honestly, the worst. no, it's like, like oh, me and I don't know about Dave, but like we have nostalgia value because that was like <laughs> the first restaurant that like we would all go to when we were in high school, like on our own. Yeah, while well, it was, it was right there. Everything. Oh yeah, and I still got when I went with Dan. I still got the good old Outback special. Did so you still dip the ranch? No, I dip never. I was never a ranch dipper. Oh. No, I got the salad at the start, and then I got a. A steak with some, uh, you know, some gimmicks. There. The only redeeming quality for me of Outback Steakhouse is the bread. Ah, no, that's you it. have to ask for honey butter. Well, I, well, as opposed to what do they give you? They just regular give you regular butter. butter. Yeah. Yeah, but um, my week overall was very good. How about yours? Um, it was. I want to get to Brandon's because mine's going to take a little bit longer because we have okay. a, a new segment here oh, that's been a recurring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brandon's, Brandon's been. <laughs> Brandon's been very excited about this, too. So, Brandon, how was your week? Cheesecake Factory, it, it was Grand Lux happy hour this time, yes. Got the uh, Asian nachos, potato spring rolls. Got some quesadillas. Got the uh, cheeseburger sliders. Nice. Uh, and it's funny. I was in there. Uh, I was. I went to the, the bathroom to wash my hands. <laughs> Why? It's, no, no, no. it's so random. You know, well, I, I, went, I went in there to wash my hands, and there was some dude in the stall who I could only assume was sitting there doing business, was singing as loud as possible to the song that was on playing. And I don't, awesome. I don't think he knew there were other people, and other people, I mean myself, in the bathroom. I would have commented <laughs> on like sick pipes, bro. I walked out. Would have been like oh, that was absolutely dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely something you don't say to some some dude in the bathroom. Nice pipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Dave legitly made me LOL. <laughs> or or if you're standing next to him in the urinal, you're just staring straight and goes, "Oh man, great tile placement here in, the, in this bathroom." Or, oh, no, you said, or you could, oh, damn you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if they call you the big show. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the, the tile place, the thing, my my friend Rick, who is in this, was in this band called Nashville, and now he's in this awesome new band called Thought Crimes. Um, the first night I ever met him, our bands played a show together, and I'm sitting there in the bathroom, and he just walks up and he goes, oh, man, sick tile placement here. I'm like, who? is this Larry? I'm like, like what? And then like, you know, we became, you know, we came, you know, good hardcore friends. We'd see yeah. each other hardcore shows and top, and I got a, my, my old, uh, their old band named a song after me. So what else, Brandon? I went to Applebee's with my friends and, uh, my, my friend's kid. Nice. Yeah. Just sat there Dick. catching up. Nice. And, uh, say that again. What's new with the kid? Did he have anything to say to you? No, the kid didn't really speak. Oh, I thought you were catching up. I mean, no, I caught up with my friends. Oh, yeah. Huh? All right. So what else? Uh, and then uh, I made hot and sour soup this week. I saw you. Saw, I saw your tweet, Twitter. And I made egg drop soup this week. They're both really good. I put a ton of uh, bean sprouts in the hot and sour soup. Okay. And uh, I wasn't expecting it to come out like good, but. It was really good. I think I could just sit there like eating it like for for like an hour. It was nice. really so what, good. Did, what did you put it in? Uh, a little bit of hot, a little bit of sour. 
Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. No, well, I had I started out with uh, chicken stock. I went. I added some soy sauce, sesame oil, some vinegar, uh, pepper, no salt, bean sprouts, and green peppers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uncle of uh, garlic and ginger as well. And just real ginger. Yeah, yeah, real ginger. That cool. sounds pretty cool. Not not cooking I, with Brandon ginger, but real. Oh, that's, that, that's what I was getting to. Yeah, I, like uh, you would appreciate this. Um, oh, one of my I, friends and I put egg in it as well. Mm, one of my friends, uh, she's always sending me. Uh, her name is Danny, and she's sending me a lot of these pictures of the soup that she's making. And she made a creamy Thai carrot sweet potato soup. Sounds wow. Sounds yeah. great. So it had onion, sweet potatoes, carrot, veggie stock, garlic, ginger, lime, and cilantro. Cilantro. Like, mm-hmm. Cilantro? Lancha. Oh. Yeah. That sounded pretty good, too. So, yeah. But the egg drop one is a lot simpler. Uh, I think everybody could make it. Doesn't, maybe, yeah. doesn't take maybe much. Sa- maybe we should save it for an episode of Cooking with Brandon. Uh, I don't know. It's literally, yeah. it's literally, I put chicken stock. I added, uh, I think, four cups of water. Okay. And uh, white pepper, black pepper, salt. Um and eggs. I put in five eggs. The the recipe called for two eggs, but I wanted mine to be really eggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's pretty good. That's the second time I made egg drop soup. First time I made hot and sour soup, and I'll definitely, I'll definitely be making it again. And it's funny because one time when I went to one of those all you can eat places, they brought me out a hot and sour soup by mistake, and I was like, well, I mean, you could you could just leave it. I don't want to like wasted or anything so i ate it and i liked it so that was the first time i had hot and sour soup for the first time by mistake i also put in uh chili pepper i forgot about that or chili powder i should say i didn't mm-hmm. have the actual like pepper to put in but but yeah it was good sick but chris how was yeah. your week well, I missed last week because I uh, was doing something. Um, I saw Captain Marvel last Thursday. I have to go see it. It was good. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't the best Marvel movie, but it was good. Brie Lawson is, uh, you know, she is, uh, she's a, she would make Becky Lynch proud in this movie because she just, she's the man in that movie. <laughs> Did you see so, uh, Nia Jax interviewed her and then challenged her to a wrestling match? Brie Larson would have won, it's, and Brie Larson, and Brie, Larson Brie, Brie Larson accepted the match. Good, she's a total babe, total babe. She crushed Nia Jax. No thought about it. Um, and then this week, just kind of catching up with a bunch of video work at the house. But speaking of the new segment, because you know, on the show, I like to have some liquid libations here now on the show. Last time I was on, I had that uh, the war dance uh, pale ale, and Brandon alluded to this beer that came out a long time ago from. Uh, Fitting with my vocabulary, the Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. <laughs> um, it was in collaboration with Carvel, well, a personal staple of Brandon's diet. Is Carvel ice cream? <laughs> I have not had Carvel. Wait, have I? I don't think I had Carvel of 2019 yet. But anyway, so they released this beer, and then literally the day after. We did the we did that podcast. A buddy of mine sends me a picture of they re-released this Captain Lawrence Brewing uh, Company beer, but they released it in two different forms to celebrate a 
I think Captain Lawrence's birthday, and B to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, which is this so, Sunday. Which is this Sunday, so this is the Irish episode. I'm actually going to make my corned beef tomorrow. Um, but what I have in my hands right now is a can of Captain Lawrence Brewing Company's Cookie Opus. It's a rich chocolate collaboration with Carvel. Uh, they utilize the Carvel Signature Chocolate Crunchies, Fudge, and Ice Cream. Uh, it, they brew this Cookie Opus St. Patrick's Day beer in collaboration with Carvel. It's got uh, 8% alcohol, APV, alcohol by volume. So let's uh, pop this can. Hold on. Let's see if we get this on here. Oh, I hear that. Nice. Beautiful. Absolutely. I am pouring it into a delirium tremens glass, if you know what that is. So I'm pouring it out of 45. I learned how to pour great beer, but I already know how to pour great beer. So pouring it into its glass. Oh, man, this thing is dark. Oh, then I, I'd be out. Oh, uh, let's see. Let Why, you don't that. like dark beer? No. I thought, um, I thought real men drank dark beer. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> well, I got this beer this week, too, which may be on, like, my top favorite beers list now. It's from... <laughs> Bell Bell Brewery. It's called Larry's Latest Flamingo Fruit Fight. Wow! <laughs> on the on the topic of Larry, huh? And on top of Larry's, no, it's it's, it's incredible. So this one, it's got a nice dark, um, really dark head to it. It's the it's the thing I can't even see through. So let me take a sniff. It smells like a nice stout. Let me give it a taste. See if I see any of those chocolate variants in there. Hmm. I don't really get any of the chocolate. Maybe it has to open up a little bit more, but I don't know. I don't really get any of the chocolate notes to it. Interesting. I mean, the head's the head retention really isn't nothing because the head is like half the size now. Does it taste like cookies? Not really. Ice cream? It sounds like disappointment. It kind of – I don't want to say it's disappointment, but maybe you have to drink it out of the can because there's certain beers they tell you to drink out of the can like – um. New Belgium made that Ben & Jerry's like chocolate chip cookie dough ale like two years ago, and it was better drinking out of the bottle than it was drinking out of a glass. So let me try it out of the, the can. I still have this delicious can. It's got cookie opus as a, you know, as a leprechaun. Speaking of leprechauns, uh, I think they made another leprechaun. I think it's going on sci-fi this week. I'm not too sure. I don't know. Does it even like – It's by the way, it's Carvel's 85th birthday, not, not Captain Lawrence. Oh, okay, it's Carvel's 85th birthday, okay. But, like, does it even smell like chocolate, or...? No! I don't really get any of it. That's kind of depressing. But it's still a good beer? Would you recommend it? Yeah, I'd recommend it. If you if you like stouts, I would highly recommend it. It's, you know, it's pretty good. And you this probably won't ever come out again. So, it's... It's one of those things that you, you have to try. Like, a dogfish makes, like, a chocolate lobster ale, which I had to try... Lobster? Chocolate, lo- chocolate lobster stout. They use lobster shells while they're cooking the, the wort, which is the young beer, in it. Um, and they use, like, a little bit of basil. Real funny. I had it when I went to the brewery. But it's one of those beers you got to try. So. Does that taste like seafood? You taste you taste a little bit of the lobster on the back end. So. Do you have the uh, birthday beer as well or no? Just the cookie The vanilla. Uh, I heard the vanilla wasn't really that good. I just had the cookie opus. Maybe I'll go back tomorrow to uh, – the beer distributor, see if they have any left. Oh, or I can just check beer menus. Great app if you're a, uh, a beer connoisseur or a beer snob like myself, if you want to try to find beers. But anyway, yeah, Captain Lawrence Cookie Opus. Eh, good stout. I recommend it. it, it we, we need a scale. A scale from one to what? Melter? What? Like, we're doing like <laughs> six stars or. 
I'd run the mill. I'd give it a five, five and a half. Out of what? Five, six? Out of ten? Out of ten. Um, what's mill to do? Six? No, I'm kidding. Um, out of ten. Yeah. You would I give mean, it a five and a half out of ten, but you'd recommend it? I mean, like, you, like, you don't... I, I'm not blown away by it. I really am not. I thought, like, there's certain, like, fruit beers and stuff like that. Like, as I said, New Belgium made that Ben and Jerry's structure cookie dough thing. Blown away by that because they really got the cookie flavor in there. It was really cool. This wasn't really, like... Well, the name, like, if Captain it, if it wasn't billed as Cookie Puss Carvel, I probably wouldn't have bought it. But what would you have scored it higher? No, not really. I mean, okay, okay I'll give it a six. Maybe, maybe as it opens up, maybe if it's not that cold, maybe some of the aromas will come. Like, there's certain beers you have to drink at like 45, 46 degrees. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll be, and I also have a little bit of, to, to compliment it since it is St. Patrick's Day. Um, I do have. The Jameson, the cask makes the stout edition. You don't have so cabbage beer. No, I don't have cabbage. I'm not a big cabbage person. Like with my with my Irish, and I bought some great rye bread from Stu Leonard's today to make to eat with my. Uh, Damn, I wish I had Irish soda bread. <laughs> my mom, I went to my I went to my mother's house today to drop Madeline off, and she had about five loaves of bread sitting there, one for me to take, and I'm really excited for it, because I don't have to share it with anybody this weekend, because they're all going away. <laughs> I don't, but just this Jameson Castmates, too, since it is the uh, St. Patrick's Day edition, and then we'll hop on the... St. Uh, Patrick's Day edition? Yeah. Is that but, offensive? But, I don't know. St. Patrick's Day memories, guys. Oh. Any of them? Brandon? Uh, doing a baseball draft? <laughs> sitting yeah. if, sitting I, there for a baseball draft? I don't know. Going to the woman and asking her if she could write St. Ba- baseball draft day? Oh yeah, that's right. Brandon and tying this back to the beer, Brandon bought a Carvel ice cream cake there. Yeah. To my house, and Rachel was super pregnant. She got home and she's back. She just looks and goes, "Oh my God, Brandon, I love you," because <laughs> you brought. Ice I don't. Cream uh, I don't have any really St. Patrick Day memories. I don't celebrate it. Never wow. have. I don't drink. This Jameson cask makes is outstanding. Outstanding. All right. What do you rate it? Well, what this... do you what do you taste in first? I mean, it's a you know you, when you taste your Irish whiskey, you get a little bit, of, you get that sweetness, and then at the end, you're gonna hit that like stouty sweet. You get more of a stouty sweetness from this from the whiskey than you do the beer. So that's what's up with that. Uh, let's stop talking about. Wait, alcohol. wait, wait. What, what would you rate it? I'd say seven and a half. Sure. It's pretty good. Coca Cola has an orange vanilla flavor now. Yeah, I saw Biggie, uh, not Biggie, uh, Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss promoting it. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the WWE webpage right now completely because completely good on drinking a creamsicle flavored Coke. Yeah, that would be great. Creamsicle flavored soda beer would be cool. Well, that's I mean, like, oh, oh beer. beer. I said yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't count on that, but I know you couldn't. It's okay. I forgive you. But anyway, let's. It's we're on the road to WrestleMania, and we have to hop on the mediocre lane. I mean the. There's the fast lane, which is the left lane. Then you got. It was a bad uh, pay per view. I don't think it was bad. Mm. I think it was predictable for the most part. And they could have gone without this, or they could have gone without Elimination Chamber. You can't do two within a three, three to three and a half month span. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that there's a little bit too many pay per views, and I think especially heading into WrestleMania, you don't need that many. Yeah, uh, and especially if you're gonna make them four hours long. Yeah, WrestleMania is enough of a build. That you don't need two pay per views well, leading up to it. To be fair, Elimination Chamber ended at ten fifteen. Yeah, this one ended on a normal time, but Fastlane took place Cleveland, Ohio, Quicken Loans Arena. 
they changed so much before the pay-per-view actually started. Um, for instance, we were supposed to get Almas versus Rey Mysterio on the kickoff show. That got changed to a, a Fatal 4-Way on the card. Instead, on the kickoff show, we started with New Day. New Day? Taking on Nakamura and Rusev, which I thought was dumb because they set up on SmackDown last week the Hardy Boys versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Yet, for some reason, this match was a thing, which I thought was interesting uh, that Xavier Woods tweeted out saying, oh, looks like I'm wrestling Sunday. He didn't even know he was in a match. He found out before. He found out after everyone else. But New Day, Biggie Langston, I have not said that in a long time. <laughs> and Xavier <laughs> Woods picked up the victory over Nakamura and Rusev. Um, Typical kickoff. I just, I, yeah. I still, I don't get why it I... happened. I, I still don't get under. I don't really get where Nakamura and Rusev are uh, aligned as a tag team, and I don't understand why well, they Rusev... had that that whole that they like agreed to be part of a team, and then they just rolled with it. Yeah, but I'm. I don't know. I'm still. I'm disappointed with Rusev and Nakamura with the way that they've been ridden. Well, before this match, uh, New Day were backstage, and somebody came up to Kofi and told him. Vince McMahon wanted to see him in regards to the WWE Championship match on the main card. So that was weighing the whole night. That was weighing. Very weighing. As far as the uh, opening contest of the actual pay-per-view goes, which is weird. Do you guys count the kickoff as the actual opening? No. No. Because I do. No, I don't. That's like I I get disappointed when I get like a DVD or something, and that's not like I like to watch wrestling events in chronological order. All right, it's a pre-show. So, but like when the kickoff show happens, it's like I want to go. No, it's it's not the pre-show; it's the kickoff. Yeah, kickoff. It's like Um, if I I have the DVD and the match happens to be on it, I have to go to extras and then go to the match, then go to the main card. Nah, but the pay-per-view kicks off with. The Usos picking up the victory over Shane McMahon and The Miz. Um, pretty solid tag team match. Yeah, I you have no complaints about it. And I think it was the right choice to start off as an opening contest, especially if you want to get that good Cleveland pop when The Miz came out. Miz uh, decked out. Uh, Miz looking in, like a luchador. Yeah, looking like a luchador. I mean, hey, listen. Uh, they, man. Not, I mean, not really the, looking like a luchador. He did a springboard, well, hey, hey, listen, he did a springboard they, axe handle. He did the frog splash. I think there was something else, too, but I don't remember. I don't know, but overall, I am so excited for what happened after the match. After the match, you had The Miz going over to his father, Shane McMahon standing there, and then Shane McMahon just attacking The Miz from behind and just knock, uh, putting him in that uh, that chokehold. Um, I am very happy with this. I've said for weeks now that this is exactly how it should build. And I, they did, I feel like they, I said that. I feel like I, I was. I agreed with you on that. Yeah, I you you may have, but I think that this was the perfect place to do it. It was in Miz's hometown. This is going to skyrocket the Miz as a face even higher. I thought uh, it was weird. Shane McMahon really like gave it his all in this match. He even like at one point went up for a coast to coast, and one of the Usos went up to like hit a Uso splash, and Shane he, they both jump at the same time, and Shane gets to him and knocks him out of the air. Yeah, hit him cool. with that drop kick. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, a lot of good things to take from that. Uh, next up, you had SmackDown Women's title on the line. Asuka picking up the victory over Mandy Rose, who was alongside Sonya Deville. It's just, it made no sense. Why Why was Sonya Deville going underneath the ring for a kendo stick? Why, it made no sense. That makes no um, sense. Just trying, trying to pull the distraction. But, like, it made no sense. And then, <laughs> like, wh- in what world is she going under the ring for a kendo stick? In this world. And Mandy Rose, she ends up tripping on that and... Uh, that ends. That leads to the Oscar lock. I mean, obviously, it's setting up for Mandy and Sonya Splitsville, which is dumb. Now that they have the tag team titles, yeah, yeah, I agree with you that it doesn't make sense now that you got the tag team titles. You might as well stick them together, keep them together, but especially whatever. since I like the team of them. Yeah, especially Brandon likes the team. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. Like, if I like the team, why are you going to split them up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do agree. I think that they do make a great team, and they have a lot of history. Which is really good to build upon, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Also, yeah. I won uh, predictions, but that's not very difficult to do when you only have one difference. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next up was what we thought was going to be the WWE Championship match. However, that's what Vince McMahon sent Kofi Kingston out there for. But uh, I guess everybody thought wrong and misheard Vince McMahon when. Uh, the announcer ends up announcing that it's actually a handicap match where Biggie and Xavier Woods, they were already banned from ringside. Uh, it turns out the bar, they uh, they took on a defeated Kofi Kingston. I do not like that they announced the bar before their theme song hit, though, and all before they came out. I thought that it should have been the other way around. Just something small. Well, at no, the whole point was we thought it was going to be the WWE championship match yeah but that's but that's why i think that the surprise as having the music go first instead of them announcing it would have been better but Mm. overall this was i think kofi it stinks he couldn't even hold his own in this yeah there were also the bar didn't have to tag make tags so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's really not much he could have done not at all up next was a triple threat tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. Revival top guys picking up the victory, retaining those titles against Aleister Black and Ricochet, as well as Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Um, I think I was looking more forward to this match than what I got out of it. I didn't think it was too bad. I thought the ending was good. With the shatter machine, but I, I don't know. I think, I think Alistair Black and Ricochet. I'm just like I'm bored. Well, I, you know, I agree with you on that one. Actually, like, I feel like they need to be. And, and once the superstar shakeup comes up, I, and I said this last time I was on the show. Once the superstar shakeup comes up, all these guys are going to be put on their own brands. I feel like Ricochet would be a great guy to put on SmackDown. Aleister Black on Raw, especially in the Intercontinental title picture, and we'll talk about the Intercontinental title picture coming up in the show. Which, but, speaking of the Intercontinental title, though, I like I liked seeing Ricochet team up with Finn Balor. That was exciting. The week after they did, uh, or I think it was the week after they did Ricochet and Aleister Black, that's exciting. But then over and over and over and over again, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like the same basic like they both do their flip taunts where they land in the ring. It's like I like I for it, me it's it's enjoyable. It's the same thing. Yeah, I agree. I like again. it. 
I, I, I understand why you guys like are getting tired of it and stuff like that. Wait, but Chris, are you? Because I thought you were agreeing with Brandon. I mean, no, I, I mean, I'm kind, yeah, I'm kind You're of torn. I, I'm torn. I think it's awesome. I don't think you know what I, I want to see them as single competitors because we've spoke about my love of Alistair Black and I've said it 18 million times so, over. Are you like torn, lying naked on the floor? Okay, I was gonna say that as All well, right. but I was gonna say he's in Brigliad <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know where Not this is leading. Brilliant. I don't know where this is leading to because they're already they as in Alistair Black and Ricochet, they're in what, the finals of the Dusty yeah. Rhodes classic? Yeah, they are. So it's like who knows if this is leading to like them going over or or what? Well then they get a shot at War Machine. Right. But I feel like that would be a perfect spot because the Forgotten Sons if you didn't watch it yet. It's gonna, you know, Forgotten Sons. That would be a good way to put them in the spotlight. And I, I, this kind of reshift in the tag team division in NXT too. I would uh, much rather see it be the Forgotten Sons than I, I'm, Black and Ricochet. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, like I'm all about Joe and, It's like when Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. Yeah. Won. It's like they shouldn't have won, but they were just putting yeah. their two top stars to give them something to do. Uh, which yeah, is why, I, which I, is why I, I have, a, I, I have a hard time believing that. It's not going to be Black and Ricochet, but I would yeah, much I, rather I, see an established tag team that's just trying to like make a name for themselves on the NXT roster at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, I I totally agree that I don't. I'm not a fan of them just throwing together two hot superstars to win the so, tournament. And I do think that Forgotten Sons should be uh, up there as potentially winning it. I mean, I'm I've been a huge fan of Gunner for a very long time. So Forgotten Sons, Gunner I even on the team. He's like their man. Like he does all the the single stuff, and Cutler and Blake uh, do the rest of it. Yeah, I, I think it's good. it's a really cool group. Um, I'm excited to see what else is going to come from them. Yeah, and, and again, if they go on to win this, and they go on to somehow defeat War War Raiders, who knows what's in store in store for for what is his name Jackson and Riker. Yeah. Jackson Riker, like who know? Like he maybe he could go on Larry? to win the the NXT cha- championship. Hey, you never know. Uh, next up, you had the U.S. title on the line in a fatal four-way match. Samoa Joe picked up the victory over Andrade, R Truth, and Rey Mysterio. I think it's safe to say this was, well, I was going to say this was the best match of the night. It was fun. It was, it was definitely one of the better moments of Fastlane. Yeah, there was definitely action packed. There was a lot going on. You had, I thought, our truth has been giving, bringing out his A game in that ring, uh, for the past maybe two years or a year and a half. It's true. Yeah. So, but and it, and it wasn't it wasn't our uh, truth that lost this match. Rey Mysterio was the one. Yeah, Samoa Joe uh, locked in that Coquina clutch. Yeah. Up uh, next, we had the women's tag team championships on the line. Boston Hug Connection retaining the titles over Nia Jax and Tamina. Um, I I think there's a bigger picture here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, bigger... that that's what that was all about. And I even said it too. This is it's like, come on, man. Uh, it, it, this, with this pay per view, it's just like it was just. The ending was bad of this match. It literally uh, this, ends on a reversal of a Hurricane Rana on Nia Jax. 
this pay-per-view is just a moneymaker for them. That's it. It's just a reason for them to sell out. No, because it's still, it's, okay, so there's really, there are too many pay-per-views, but some of it was like actually furthering storyline. Yeah, but some of the furthering of storylines didn't require a pay-per-view to further. Well, they had... Like we didn't need a pay-per-view to further it too much. In this, I would say it would make sense to be on a pay-per-view. Because you had afterwards, you had, because the whole reason why Beth Phoenix was out there was because it was a pay-per-view. She was calling the women's tag team title match. But she could have done that on a SmackDown or something. Eh, it wouldn't have been the same. Or Raw. So, after the match, Nia Jackson and Tamina end up attacking Banks and Bailey. Beth Phoenix gets up. She's coming, Betty she comes, Phoenix, Brock strapping herself into action again. <laughs> and she then got attacked by Nia Jackson Tamita, and Natalia ran down <sighs> to assist. But here's the thing: I want, and she also got beat down. I wanted since that, since there was like signs of Nia Jackson and Tamita like teaming up when they were in the Evolution Battle Royal. The only thing I, I wanted to see was Nia Jax and Tamina versus Divas of Doom. Mm-hmm. And now it kind of looks like we're going to get that. Yeah, I believe it probably is going to be a WrestleMania match. It, it's probably going to be like a multi-woman well, match. Yeah, because, you know, you have you have the Iconics that are looking to get in there also. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so I think in, in this case, there was a reason to have that. No. Well, this next match was probably my favorite match. It was Daniel Bryan picking up the victory over Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali. Well, it was supposed um, to be it was supposed to be Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Last second, Vince McMahon's like, "We're gonna make an attack, but we're gonna make it a three way match." And Mustafa Ali got into it, which I'm all about. And but it, it's very it makes, weird. Like it, Vince McMahon's role is very weird to me because first it's like heel Vince McMahon with pulling that antic over on Kofi Kingston. And then it's Kevin, it's Vince McMahon putting Mustafa Ali in a triple threat match, making itself like a, that's pretty face because putting a face in this match, especially considering that he uh, brought back Kevin Owens uh, recently. Yeah, so very the only thing people, like this match should have been like the greatest match ever. It mm-hmm. was towards the end, it was a really good match towards the end, but for the majority of this match, they just could not get the crowd behind them. The only thing the crowd wanted to see was Kofi Kingston. That, like, I, I, that, I completely like, understand that's the spot. the reach that Kofi Kingston has right now. Like, remember WrestleMania saying, 30 when everybody just wanted to see Daniel Bryan? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I agree with Chris. That's exactly what how it... Unfortunately, it's a catch-22. That's how it should be set up. But there's kind of not much you can do. I thought that the way that they... Um, but then they take it away from... they get like they, The fans just aren't invested in the match. Yeah, but then they capitalized on it with SmackDown. But uh, they definitely, they definitely won over the crowd at the end of this, though. Yeah, uh, like even like that one point where Mustafa Ali was up on the top rope, and Daniel Bryan, I think Kevin Owens ducks out of the way of a oh, drop kick. Yeah, sent him flying into that barricade. Yeah, and then and then you had this spot where Mustafa Ali did a moonsault off the top turnbuckle and then ducked uh, Daniel Bryan's knee. Um, and I followed that up with something else, and it, it was just really good uh, chain wrestling with all of them. Yeah. So, 
Up next for uh, stipulation where if Becky Lynch wins, she's added to the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 35. Of course, Becky Lynch wins, defeats Charlotte Flair via disqualification. Uh, I thought the match was a complete dud. Yeah. It did what it needed to do was get Becky Lynch back in. Uh... Well, I mean, but as far as the match itself went, I thought it was a complete dud. Rousey makes her way down to the ring, punches uh, Becky in the face while uh, I think it was either the. I, I, I would assume it was the figure eight, but I kind of yeah, want to say so. it was the figure four. Um, I don't actually remember if it was a figure eight or figure four leg lock locked in, but she ends up punching Becky Lynch. DQ Becky Lynch is added to WrestleMania. Yeah, it's like they, they it's the stuff that they like did to get to this point is just to me bad. Why? It's just like because there was like oh first it's this then it's this for then it's that then it's this then it's that then it's this it got changed so many this, times that it was ridiculous. Then you go with this and then you go with that. Especially yeah. when the only thing fans cared about was seeing Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. Do you think mm-hmm. Becky Lynch ha- is oh like I mean like in not in the sense of over? Do you think like the man and WrestleMania are like a thing of the past now? Now that Kofi Mania is running wild, I hmm. I almost feel like there is some steam running out, and it's because of Flair. What do you mean? I don't think it's because of Kofi. Because the two most over people in the company right now are Becky Lynch and Kofi Kingston. Yeah. People, the thing that, like I just said, the thing that people cared about was Becky Lynch and, and Ronda Rousey. You add flair mm-hmm. to the situation, people are like, oh, come on. And it loses steam. Now it's like, if Kofi Kingston does go on to WrestleMania and there is a, like a one-on-one match, Kofi Kingston versus the new Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and and Ronda Rousey, who closes? Who's the better yeah. closing story? Who's the better story to, to close WrestleMania there? It's going to be the triple threat women's match. Just because over the past year, we've seen them really revamp their entire women's division. And this would be like the culmination of evolution and culmination of the women's tag titles that... That triple threat match is going to be the main event of WrestleMania. Like it totally, and, it totally makes sense for it to it totally be that. makes absolute sense. But steam wise, I think Kofi Kingston has more steam at this point than that match. I, uh, yeah, I can see on, that. On on the large, like to the wrestling fan, Kofi Mania should be the main event of it. But to the business larger, uh, larger grand scheme of marketing who's more of a well-known right rousey rousey so that's what's going to be also if this yeah, maybe I, if I this agree. maybe I, if this I, I maybe gets... I think, I think okay. lynch i think that lynch yeah, and them has to close out wrestlemania this year if this maybe gets women to be on the card in saudi arabia maybe it maybe this could help towards that who knows? Yeah. Who knows if there's going to be another evolution this year? Who knows what's going to be in store? I mean, there's I, I, rumors of two Saudi Arabia shows again, and one comes quite quickly. I think right after WrestleMania in May, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, we'll yeah. probably hear a lot more about that more towards WrestleMania or just after WrestleMania. 
So next up, you had the Shield in action. You had the Shield pick up the victory over Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre in a six-man tag team match. Predictable. I was yep. Again. so bored during this match. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I was so bored during this match. They did, like, stuff that, like, first of all, they were doing stuff that made no sense because all of a sudden all rules went out of the window, which I, it almost feels like uh, whenever there's a shield match, maybe there are no rules because they were fighting in the crowd and stuff. The ref wasn't counting. Nothing yeah, was, true. nobody cared. Like, Rollins did the spot where they, where he dove off the, the I guess, the stairs of the arena. Yeah. Which is a cool spot. Kind of feel like we saw it already when they faced Evolution. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those spot moments that you know you're going to get in that match, though. Uh, I, think, I think it was a dud of a match and not a good way to be like, oh, this is the last ever Shield match. I think it did what it had to do. I, I mean, I didn't go into the match expecting much, but I think it did the job. What about you, Chris? Um. Uh, it did what it had to do, especially with the, you know, alleged reports of Dean Ambrose leaving after WrestleMania. You know, it it gave them one last ride. I think everybody right. might have been uh, waiting for Dean Ambrose to turn on Roman Reigns after this match, but I was that just it literally ended. It just ended. Yeah. So eh. it it still did what it had to do. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and that was Fastlane. Well, I, so, honestly, I don't think it had to do anything there. It was literally just have the Shield win. The exactly. Match, it was a meaningless That's, match. It was a meaningless three-man team that they were facing. Exactly. That's the, all. The job was to put the Shield together. That's it. That was it. Nothing more than that. But let's get on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which, which did yeah, off. Speaking of the shield. shield. Which kicked off with basically, Bob Ackland. Basically them saying goodbye. <laughs> That's it. I thought it was a weird segment. Hey, listen, to to cap off the the high of, you know, what was the end the the quote unquote high of what was the end of Fastlane, you know they have the shield come out. Let it let it go. That's it. So you want to sing? Set you want to you want to you want to sing another frozen <laughs> song? Set free. it free. I, I thought it was I thought it was a weird segment, and then like I thought it was weird because. It just left Rollins there in the ring. Yeah, because now he's they're letting him do his thing. They're fading out to Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns. They're gonna fade out to the sunset, do whatever else they're gonna do. And now Seth Rollins is alone to be the Beast Slayer to go to WrestleMania. When it's just like for me, WrestleMania right now, I feel like old baby faces are going up. I I'm still excited for WrestleMania, and I think that it's this WrestleMania, was, of course, you have to be. Yeah, and and I think that this was a great way to start off Raw because, like Chris mentioned, I mean, now this leads to Rollins being on his own, going into Lesnar, which I'm actually surprised at that they're going to set it up where he doesn't have the shields. Uh, the shield doesn't have his back. No, but we don't Lesnar. know that. We don't know that because uh, stuff, we know that. no, because they say this was the end of the shield, but yet we still saw shield stuff later on in the night. Uh, that's true. We can send uh, see the Shield um, leave an impact on that WrestleMania match as well. But I do like how it left Seth Rollins in the ring and prone to Paul Heyman coming out, cutting a promo. Paul Heyman on their WrestleMania match with uh, his WrestleMania match with Seth, uh, Brock Lesnar, only to be attacked by Shelton Benjamin from behind. 
how how nuts are you going here, Brandon? Dude, it's completely unexpected. I popped big time because I've been waiting years for them to do something with Shelton Benjamin now. I mean, and I thought it was I, awesome. Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar were a tag team in OVW. They were the Minnesota stretching crew. Who? So it, it'd be interesting. Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, Benjamin and Brock Lesnar. Ah. It'd be interesting to see if like if Shelton Benjamin's gonna maybe be a Paul Heyman guy. Maybe it was a one night only sort of situation because Shelton Benjamin's like a SmackDown superstar. I feel like that's what it was though, because even they said it I think Paul Heyman said it on commentary, no? He said something. He's like, well, like he, "Oh, is he is he a Paul Gaming guy?" He's like, "He's just looking for an opportunity." And I, that's Paul the Heyman, thing. I, before I, this I, match off air that they like later showed on like online, Paul Heyman puts over Shelton Benjamin pretty big. I hope that is uh, Shelton Benjamin is a Paul Heyman guy. I do remember what Chris just said about how he said he's just a guy looking for an opportunity. Hopefully, he can be that Mike piece that Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin could use because Shelton Benjamin, even though he may be a veteran in the ring and he's not the youngest guy in the ring, he's still very, very talented, underrated, and hasn't had the proper spotlight on him. And putting put together with Paul Heyman, he could do a lot of damage in that ring, especially rolling around with Seth Rollins. And if not a Paul Heyman guy, maybe it's just like maybe he could be like for the WrestleMania season. They'll be doing this with him. Yeah, I would, I would, I would appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm totally fine. Is even if they put Shelton alongside Lesnar, I would be totally fine with that. I think that would be cool. I Which don't know. If, Rollins, Les, Rollins picked up like the that. victory over here, and yeah, clearly this is clearly something Lesnar would have had to have signed off on. Storyline wise, would, do you think Lesnar would do a tag team match with Benjamin though? I, I think the no. way Paul Heyman made it sound is literally the only person outside of Paul Heyman that that he trusts in WWE is Shelton Benjamin. That, uh, so I, yes, yes, I think that that could happen. But th- this match was actually a really good match to open Raw. Uh, yeah. Next up, you had the IC title on the line. Bobby Lashley picked up victory over Finn Balor. Title change right there. <laughs> Leo Rush causing some distraction when you ring the bell. This is just annoying. Uh, it just shows you the power of Leo Rush. Exactly. Exactly. It. That's okay. why I'm fine it, with it. But also, okay, Dave, you say your thing, and I'm going to say my thing. No, I, I totally agree with you. I, it did, I, even though I'm not usually a fan of flip-flopping the title, this did the trick because it showed the quick, uh, the vulnerability of Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush together as a team. But this also showed how valuable Leo Rush is to Bobby Lashley. Yep. 100%, uh, 110% agree with that. And again, talking about how great Leo Rush is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we're and it just it it adds uh, sort of depth and character. I'm fine about this. My big thing now is to see where what they're going to do now with Finn Balor going into Mania season. Do they have bigger plans for him? I assume some sort of multi-man match for the IC. That's title. what I was thinking also. But what here? What's annoying here is literally the the title was won by Dean Ambrose in December. In January, Bobby Lashley wins it. In February, Finn Balor wins it. In March, Bobby Lashley wins it. Well, but the thing is, with that title swapping in the beginning, that's really just centered around Lashley and Leo Rush. It could have you could have put any wrestler in there. But the I, more I don't, should, should have been nobody. Yeah, I don't you understand to, how they try to like build up the championship, and you have every single month there's a new champion. I think that's pathetic. 
Well, it's not a new. It's not yes, a new new champion. Sin, it's yes, in storyline. No, no, it does not matter if the person was I, champion already. I, I think that it's important to show the importance of Leo Rush for Bobby Lashley, and I think that's exactly what it did. So I don't, I don't, then, then what happens? And then April rolls around, and there's a new champion. Yep. No, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think you'll have a new champion, but maybe this is going to lead to Bobby Lashley holding a little bit longer because of Leo Rush. Who knows? Maybe Leo Rush can be the one that defeats Bobby Lashley. Maybe if they'll Leo Rush some... gets added to a ladder match or something, and exactly. he ends up winning it. Yeah, maybe he gets thrown into a match where Leo Rush is supposed to be like on Bobby Lashley's side, but he actually wins the IC title and causes friction, a lot of friction with Lashley and Leo Rush. Greg, so, just giving Lashley right now. <laughs> Wait, oh, you want like, me to chant it? Yeah. Lashley, Lashley. Uh, but up next, I thought was something quite interesting. It starts out with Ronda Rousey explaining her actions from Fastlane, yelling at the fans, yelling at the marks, etc. Loved it. Loved it. But more importantly (laughs) from this, Dana Brooke surprisingly (laughs) comes out and challenged Ronda Rousey after like a give it all you got sort of promo. I, like I thought I thought it was a very good promo from her. It was probably like a lot of a lot of like the emotion that came out and that was probably real because she's not used. She yeah, always but why is she tweets on the about roster? wanting to use to to be used and stuff. Yeah, but why is she on the roster? What why does not? that mean? Yeah, Dana Brooks not that good. Well, how would you know? She's not ever she's never been able to showcase it. Uh but she preemptively accepts an open challenge from Ronda Rousey because Rousey normally has an open challenge after every pay-per-view. And Rousey just beat her down. Officials came up to break it down. Wait, that Break it down! Okay. I meant to say officials came down to break it up. I mixed up and down. So I went, so I had to go to the eye doctor today to get a new prescription for my this will lead into something um to get my prescription for my contacts and my glasses renewed i had to get oh my, my god what? you saw pco there no no but oh. there you know how he says break it down mm-hmm. so like one of the lines to read was ecd and i i was i was like ec i almost said dub i was like ec dot d oh. Oh, i thought <laughs> I, it was gonna I thought, be three yeah yeah i thought for sure you going with three no, I almost said EC Dub, and I, was, I stopped myself. I'm like, I, I said ECD, and I, I was just thinking in my head as I'm saying the, the rest of the letters and numbers. I'm like, did I really almost say EC Dub? I'm like, That's wow, awesome. what a mark. Um, but getting your eyes dilated, worst thing in the world, hands yeah. down. I could I'd never rather, keep. When I'm sorry, when they keep your when you have to keep your eyes open to have that puff yeah, of it's air. Difficult. Oh, I don't not the puff of air gimmick. I just know I, getting I drops in my eyes are. It's difficult. No, I had to go outside and drive home right after that. That's not, you're so not like, supposed to do that. Hey, let me go. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, you could drive. So then I, I had to drive and I go outside and it looks like it just like someone just flashed light in my well, eye. Yeah, you don't bring I'm, sunglasses uh, with you? No, but I luckily I had sunglasses in my car, so I'm driving with these purple NBC Universal sunglasses. <laughs> got that Velveteen I got. Dream sunglasses. <laughs> then I'm like, Chris, Chris <laughs> drove away looking like Batista on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't spitting all over the place. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, all right. But, but back to the Dana Brooks segment. She, the the referees break everything up, and uh, Ronda Rousey slaps the 
hell out of a referee. Does Good. like should that not be like? Is that not like oh suspended? No, she's not a Razzie. She'll she put her hands down. on an official. But then I guess it's the whole "you need me more than I need you" sort of situation. Yeah, absolutely. Up next, yeah, you going? Sorry, sorry to cut you up, but going back. <laughs> going sorry, back I'm to the eye doctor. Going, going back, no, go back to Ronda Rousey. Back to the main event. The reach that Ronda Rousey has over a Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Same thing. You need she. They need her more than she needs them. Same thing. All right, continue. Alistair Black and Ricochet defeat Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Same basic match now, like I've said for weeks. Yeah, uh, not not much to say about it. The only thing different here is the Revival attacked them afterwards. Yeah. They were like, they, they attacked them, did nothing to Bobby Roode and, and uh, Chad Gable. So. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, and in in like in this sense in this sense it's like I don't like I don't know what they're doing with Alistair Black and Ricochet building them up on tag team on both Raw and SmackDown and NXT. What, like what are they? What's the next step for the Raw tag team championships? There's literally three Raws left before WrestleMania. At the the one right before WrestleMania, Hawkins and Ryder will get added to the match. But it's so stupid. Like why not have? Cares. They'll have a backstage promo of Vince McMahon, and he'll be like, you want an opportunity, pal? Well, you know what's going to happen? We're looking for, you know, new opportunities. Uh, you guys got to add it to the tag team match. How are, you, how are you going to feel when they don't? How are you going to feel when it just ends up being some sort of triple threat or something? It's not going to And WrestleMania dreams are crushed. This is the <laughs> WrestleMania of NYWC. Hawkins Ryder are going to win tag team titles. Trent's Tony returning? Nese, Tony <laughs> Nese. Is winning Dude, the Cruiserweight title. I hope. Bra. Up next, though, we had a moment of bliss. Uh, Alexa Bliss ends up announcing uh, the host of WrestleMania. She's like, let's go over the former hosts. Kim Kardashian. The sucks. Rock. New Day. <laughs> Hilarious list. But <laughs> she ends up... Like, what does a host of WrestleMania do? Last year we saw... Like, first of all, I think when The Rock hosted, all he did was light something on fire. And he, <laughs> he had, and he had the quickest match in WrestleMania history, I think. Super random match against Eric Rowan. Uh, New Day, they add Jeff Hardy and Matt to the, the WrestleMania huge, 33 huge, huge. match. Yeah, a huge return for the Hardy boys. What is – Kim Kardashian, I really, really don't think she did anything. Yeah, other than I agree with that. Something. But, well, actually, she got – Ken Kennedy was in her face, I remember, at one point. But uh, what – you call him Ken Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Kennedy. I don't know what you want me to say. You want me to say Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Oh, that guy. But what is Alexa Bliss as the host of WrestleMania going to do? I think, yeah, I think there's a lot that she can do, especially being that she is involved. She could be involved with storyline wise. So and it just I think goes on to it just goes on to like set a fire upon the internet where they're already thinking Alexa Bliss is retired, even though she's working live events, pal. They exactly. have, but the thing is that they have nothing for her right now. Right. And her being such a, a critical part of the, the women's division, you got to feature her somehow. And, 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 the microphone. and it makes me wonder like, will she be involved in women's storyline at WrestleMania or perhaps 
storyline regarding the next thing, uh, that being Braun Strowman, her tag team partner. A little big. Braun Strowman gets a note backstage about a gift. He has a car. He gets the car from Colin Jost and the rest of the cast of Saturday Night Live. He does not even care. He tears apart the car. Oh, he destroyed that car. Which, and by the totally... way, it was literally the same exact car down to the paint job minus the WWE logo that Mattel released. That As, as soon as this segment finished, uh, WWE Shop was like, oh, guys, we just added this to WWE Shop. Come buy it. What do you mean? Uh, there's, a, there's a set, yeah, there's a set between say, Braun Strowman and a car, a breakaway car. <laughs> and it's literally that exact car. That's that's funny. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you in a minute, Dave. I'm just trying to right. on uh, so, com. So yep. maybe maybe that's going to maybe she'll be involved something with something there. Like maybe Braun Strowman shows up on SNL this weekend. That'd be interesting. You see the picture, Dave? It was, it was literally that cool. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That is pretty cool too, though. Well, I know. I I, I saw it the other day in the in the store. But I kind of want I, – I don't – Jordan doesn't need a Braun Strowman figure. How much are they going for? Uh, 30, it's, I think it's it was like 30 bucks. Price. 35 bucks, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean the car is cool, but the Braun you have already. I, I have basic – no, I have a basic Braun. Yeah, that's right. That, Braun, yeah, that, that's Braun, that Braun's a different Braun Strowman. It's got a stupid thing he's never even worn, I believe. Yeah, I, I want the, the retro though. That retro is serious. Why, there's a retro Strowman? Oh, you mean the yeah. no, 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 you mean the Hasbro one? No, they're yeah. called they're called it's a retro series. Is that what they're called? Because retros yeah, the to retros. me something or something else. I know. I've been like kind of chomping at the bit of buying retros right now. I'm like I'm, I've been trying to find them in the stores and I can't find. Any. retro? Yeah. Yeah, that is a cool broad. Well, yeah, why don't they go and name that series the same thing as something else they already had? What else did they have? They have, like, retro action figures where, like, they would release, like, I know, I think there's a Team Angle, Kurt Angle coming out soon. Oh, yeah? Um, I... No, Series series 9 on this is great because Goldust is in it, like, the old school Goldust and Macho Man. That's but cool. But not the, not the NWO Macho Man, so. So, what do you think, uh, what, what are your, like, I asked Dave this last week, are you going to be upset if he ends up having, like, some sort of match against Colin Jost of SNL? No, because he's still getting featured in WrestleMania, pal. Would you uh, would you like for Nicholas to come back? Or <laughs> I've been having so Sal, our good friend Sal, that we Sal, he's I... my pal. He's your pal. Salute. That's right. He, well, he's he wants to be on the show soon. Yeah. Yeah. So we told him he's more than welcome whenever he wants to be on the show. Um, however, we've been having conversations about Nicholas for some reason, and there was a, like Kayfabe News, that great, great, great <laughs> website. Um, they posted something about Nicholas getting inducted to the Hall of Fame, so I had to tag him in it. And he didn't know that Nicholas was John Cohn's... What Bob the... Backlund. What just happened? Sorry, language. I'll make the note. <laughs> Dude, talk... uh, so anyway, something he didn't... broke? I don't know what happened. That sounded like glass. Well, what was it, Rachel? Mm. Oh, okay. We have one of those... Just take it down. I'll fix it tomorrow. Um, so we have one of those... Glade like automatic sprayer gimmicks in uh-huh. the hallway, and apparently it fell down. Oh, it sounded like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I or... swear to God, I thought Beaker fall, fell off his perch and died. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I, like, I, no! thought, 
I, I thought I heard glass shatter. All right, sorry about that, Brandon. I'm sorry about cursing. Um, I mean, I'll maybe I'll just leave it. It's not like Dave's gonna listen. <laughs> this will be the one episode actually Dave listens to. Um, like, I forgot. Hey, what, no, I forgot. You, you were talking about right, Nicholas let's... in the Hall of Fame. Oh, so Sal not didn't know John that Nicholas, he was John. Yeah, Sal didn't know that he was John Cohn's son, and then he just sends me the 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 gift back from Dumb and Dumber and saying, so you're saying that there's a chance <laughs> of him becoming an actual wrestler. So up know. next, uh, we had Elias performing and no way Jose comes out randomly out of nowhere, coming out with a uh, new hairstyle, mm-hmm. got some uh, braids oh, in his oh. hair and Elias like almost instantly took him out. I don't yeah, know what that's going to lead to. It'd be interesting to see, like, maybe if there is some sort of, like, Intercontinental Championship ladder match or something. It'd be, I, I wouldn't mind seeing No Way Jose used, although he'll probably just be in the WrestleMania Battle Royal. That would make more sense, the Andre the Giant one. Yeah, that's kind of what I envisioned. Um, yeah, so that, that was that segment. Up next, you had Nia Jax defeating Natalia via disqualification. Before that match even started, Lacey Evans came out, learned a new trick. She uh, moved in a new, a new direction and waved a fan. Congrats. Still, still doing nothing. her in everybody's minds. Not on That's SmackDown. I, she, I don't remember her. She wasn't on SmackDown. I thought she was. No, she wasn't on SmackDown. Uh, but huh. yeah, so Nia Jax picks up the victory over uh, Natty via disqualification because Beth Phoenix got involved. She Tamita went to get involved or whatever. She took her out. She got in the ring, just didn't care. She took them both out by herself. And then when Nia Jackson and Tamina got backstage, they were met by uh, Boston Hug, who just attacked them. So there are three solid teams that are going to be in some sort of women's tag team title match at WrestleMania. I mean, knowing WWE, anything, I'm so pumped about it. anything could change. But yeah, I've wanted to see Divas of Doom for a long time with Nia Jackson and Tamina. So that'd be pretty cool. Originally, I would have assumed that it would be Trish Stratus and Lita being like the Hall of Fame team uh-huh. at WrestleMania for the tag team titles, but, uh, yeah, it's, but it's pretty cool to see a new person featured that like we haven't seen this before. So it's I pretty... mean, the Lita, Lita and Trish we saw in October, anyways. Right, but not for like a women's championship sort of style no. match. So, but I'm pumped to see that, and I can only assume. There would be a SmackDown team and an NXT team in there somewhere as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but up after that, you had Triple H calling out Batista. I wasn't sure if it was uh, a storyline or not. I wasn't sure if it was Paul. I wasn't sure if it was Triple H, given his promo from last week. But it seems like it was Triple H calling out Batista. And Batista comes out demanding a match with Triple H eventually. Um, so he could end his career on his own terms, which to me, like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't think anybody does. Like, I don't Batista, think anybody gets it, but Batista already defeated Triple H at a WrestleMania. Why does he feel the need to have like another match with Triple H with Triple H never beating him? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like he's already I... one up over Triple H. Why is why could he retire happy after knowing like the one thing you were never able to do is beat me? To like I, try that, again, it doesn't make sense. You're one up. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because Triple H has the more successful WWE career than Batista. Batista feels like as part Batista of evolution. Batista has the more successful MCU career. Batista, yeah, Batista <laughs> just has the more successful career. No, I don't want to say that because Triple H, both of them are succeeding in several different a- air avenues right now. So it's like... I think hey. the the most annoying thing for this, for, for me, was the fact that it's going to be a no-holds-barred match. Uh, which Triple Back H the Spice Girls? Yeah, this now. is gonna be wait. This... What <laughs> that, that Spice Girls gimmick you sent us earlier today? That might be played oh, in the middle yeah, of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably won't. But this is definitely like the like Sting versus uh, Triple H. No, 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 don't. Without even before you bring that up, no holds barred match at WrestleMania. WrestleMania twenty seven, WrestleMania twenty nine, WrestleMania thirty one, which was against Sting, was the no DQ. And WrestleMania 33 was a non-sanctioned match against Rollins. Those are all similar. Those are all basically no holds barred. No DQ is no holds barred. Can we agree with that? Yes. Why? Why is this becoming Triple H's WrestleMania match? Because he can't hold a singles match. They are singles matches. Well, he can't hold a singles match without a gimmick of a weapon. The what? But he has the, in between and, those oh, matches. Also, okay, in between also, those other matches, he's had regular matches that weren't. Then I don't know. Also, he. Oh, it's. Oh, this is gonna work. Oh no. Um. Oh no. The one oh, thing. No. The one thing I want from this match, though, at WrestleMania, is for Ric Flair to like. Get involved and be like, oh, Triple H, uh, help me, help me, or whatever. And then, boom, dirtiest player in the game turns. Helps Batista pick up, up the victory. Lynch, finally. No, helps Batista pick up that victory. Wait, so, Chris, what's your uh, go-to with this? You said, oh, this is going to work out. I think he was talking about uh, the GIF. Or the, oh, yeah, you're, you're going to have to check the uh, market and email to it. But anyway, Triple H is just getting off of like major bicep sur- surgery or pectoral surgery. No, but so, Triple H is a robot. We saw that at WrestleMania 31. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're in Silicon Valley or anything. Ladies and gentlemen, jump. Triple H. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then he gets into the Hall of Fame over an entrance video and punching Triple H in the face in 1999. Are you kidding me? That's, I'm fine. Whatever. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not going to take that away from him. I hope you don't. Absolutely uh, not. He's done so much for a bunch of the pro wrestlers that because – I'm sure without Arnold Schwarzenegger, a lot of those people don't want to bodybuild. So, so I'm looking on Amazon right now, and the retro rings like on sale, and there's like a bunch of their cheap fake of these retros on sale right now. Did you like, buy your stickers? No, I didn't buy my stickers, but apparently they're gonna release another one. Or I could just make the king, or I could just mail this to Jay Silva, and he can make my own custom uh, King of the Ring ring. Are you Jamie gonna does this? Yeah. He yeah, does. Jamie makes retro rings now. Yeah. Oh, Jamie. Well, I mean, I think Hawkins and Ryder are making their own as well. They're spray painting in black. <laughs> did you see the picture? I think one of them posted the other day of like 20 of them. I did not. I saw they put over somebody that uh, did the their own major yeah, podcast one. one with the nasty paint. Yeah. Are you going to go to their show, WrestleMania weekend? Week? Uh, we'll talk about that off air. Um, let's get, let's continue on Monday Night Raw. So, yeah. Kurt Angle comes out, announces that WrestleMania 35 will be his last match ever. Who do you, okay, so, who do you want to see as, as Kurt Angle's final opponent, opponent ever? Well, wait, wait, before we say that, 
let's. I think we should go into the match. Okay. So okay. Kurt Angle defeats Apollo Cruz. That which, by the way, I thought it was like a. It was a very short match. It's not really what a retirement tour should look like. Okay. And, I mean, Chris just said Chad Gable. It's a shame that we probably won't ever see him face Chad Gable. It would be I, interesting if uh, Shelton Benjamin's not there. I think it's a shame that we'll never see him face Kalisto. It's a shame we'll never see him. Did he ever face Daniel Bryan? No. And given his WrestleMania, given the whole WrestleMania aspect of Daniel Bryan right now with Kofi Kingston, I really don't think we're going to see Kurt Angle versus Daniel Bryan. Even, I mean, Jushin Liger announced he's retiring. Senator Panera, boys. So it's like, I mean, not that... I mean, I'm sure the match would have been incredible in both of their primes, Kurt Angle versus Jushin Liger, but it sucks that Liger, I said this last week, is never going to get a WrestleMania match. So, I know, but realistically, like Chris was asking before, who do you think would be realistically the opponent for Kurt Angle? Well, given all the storyline that was written and wasn't written, I would have to assume maybe somebody like John Cena. And John Cena posted a picture... Um, yeah, but he does that all the time. Hey, yeah, listen, he did that's that. meaningless. He, he did that for AJ Styles. He, AJ did that Styles. Kenny, he did that with Kenny Omega too. Yeah, yeah but he was just trolling. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that's just that could be just. I think, I think that Sean Cena is a good pick. Chad Gable would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, maybe Drew, Drew McIntyre. Which is why I thought it was going to be Drew McIntyre, but McIntyre he was nowhere near this segment. Yeah. He didn't even attack Kurt Angle. He attacked the wrong person later on. <laughs> who could who could possibly say, say like have a good gimmick off of I retired Kurt Angle? Zack Ryder? You could add that to Tommy Dreamer. Well, no. I mean, oh yeah, that was right. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the only person that goes around claiming he's been retiring people is Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that's I could think Drew McIntyre. So if it's not McIntyre, I mean, again, three weeks, like how could you build up a retirement match? Like how, how many weeks? I don't remember how many weeks was given to HBK and Ric Flair. Not too, like, I mean, look how many weeks was given to Undertaker recently. But he didn't retire. Yeah. He's never retired. He's never come out and said, I'm retired. Yeah, he's wrestled after that, so that's not the question. Yeah, he's going all he's, all he's wrestling. So it's like whoever faces Kurt Angle, I would really, I wish I was going to be able to see it if it's actually Kurt Angle's last match. Um, but we'll have to see in the coming weeks. What if it's Gargano? No, even that would be cool. It's like I, I want something. I mean, we've seen Triple H, uh, not Triple H. We've seen John Cena versus Kurt Angle. I would prefer something that we have never seen. I would prefer something that, like, it would be, like, cool, a cool send-off. Imagine he does it, like, open challenge-wise, and Matt Riddle answers. That would be pretty cool. What if Daniel Pewter answers? Oh. Ooh. Tell me more. Yeah. All right. So... Well, up next, we were supposed to see Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. However, like I just said, uh, it didn't happen because Drew McIntyre beat the heck out of beat the heck out of Roman Reigns. 
Yeah, it looked like he gave him like a concussion. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're playing it close to the chest with Roman Reigns just because of the whole leukemia thing. And like they don't want to get him into like serious everyday action. Like they're slowly but surely, you know what I mean? Slowly but surely building him back in. Yeah, I mean, they they may also. Here here you're like in WrestleMania mode. The the only match that you built up out of this was McIntyre versus Reigns. Yeah. But like Chris said, they may want to play it to ch- close to chest, or they may not even know Reigns' true WrestleMania uh, eligibility yet. So, well, I mean, from this, it looks like it's going to be... It's going to be McIntyre. But then that takes out wrestling. the entire Kurt Angle stuff. Right. Yeah. You had Seth maybe, Rollins run down to help... Maybe it uh, might be John Cena. You know, John Cena debuted on Ruthless Aggression. Yeah, that's what we. That's what Brandon was kind of alluding to. At least I believe so. Uh, with that's where he kicked off his career was with Kurt Angle answering that cha- that open challenge. Yeah. Yep. So uh, very fitting. So you you had Rollins run down to check on him. Ambrose is nowhere in sight. But they walk off. They go backstage. Ambrose is there. Gets in Triple H's face. Yells for a, a match against McIntyre, and he wants a no DQ match. Do you think it's kind of dumb to have a no DQ match four weeks, three weeks before WrestleMania, before Triple H competes in the same damn match? No, I don't think it's dumb. How how's that not dumb? That's those matches are supposed to be like special. Which there's, ma- no, there's nothing which special. Matches, I'm sorry, like a the no DQ count. match. Oh, oh what's the balls count anywhere, man? Yeah, but it's the same I, situation. It's like the same. But this sort match of is thing. awesome. I'm not taking away anything from the match. Just it's to me, it's pretty stupid to have. Like, oh, let's go to WrestleMania, have a a no-DQ match. Oh, let's do it four weeks before on Monday Night Raw. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think it takes much away from it. I mean, fans are always going to enjoy a match that's a gimmick match, so I don't think it's going to take anything away from it. Especially the way that this match was done was awesome. And the end, I thought, bravo to the guy who hit that angle, the the camera guy. Yeah, for what, the the Claymore with the the, Rallin? Yeah, incredible. And then, I agree that, and especially the way they got it out of like the the break and stuff like, especially the way that they got it in slow motion too, was really really well done. I, I agree. I think that that spot was really really done well. Kind of disappointed that the concession stand fighting happened during a break. Mm. Well, you want to see all those marks out there? Been like, oh my god, yeah, hey, mom, look know, up on TV. If they're gonna take the time to go up there, yes. I like that Dean, Am- Dean Ambrose got hit with that Claymore and then still had the had the ability to crawl, start to crawl as if he was still in this. And then Drew McIntyre McIntyre hit the table. Yeah, he hit. No, no, no. He got down onto the ramp, but then he hit him again with another Claymore to really just put him out. So, again, what does this set up for WrestleMania? Drew McIntyre versus Dean Ambrose or Roman Reigns or something? Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. But that's the end of Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about some SmackDown. SmackDown kicking off with Shane O'Mac coming out with his best uh, in the world trophy. A lot of Kofi uh, chants here. Again, like this is the day, this is the Yesomania to, you know, this WrestleMania. By the way, WWE Shop, where are the Kofi Mania shirts? Yeah, I was surprised they haven't cashed in on that one yet. 
Yeah. But Shane, maybe that's Shane, that will... Shane said he was uh, going to be doing things for himself now, and it felt good beating up Miz so much so that he wants to do it again at Mania. He goes, it's not, it. a, it's not a request. This is the match. So that's a match we're going to see at WrestleMania. Called it. I don't really know where it's going to lead to after that. I think it's going to lead to a big run for the Miz. Um, it also can lead to another a big babyface about... run. And this oh, is yeah, something big... that we've never seen. It's Which... going to be a huge babyface run for the Miz. And it could also lead to someone uh, stepping in for Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon could easily inter- not win the match and then choose uh introduce a new opponent for the Miz at some point or after the WrestleMania <laughs> the, match. It'll be big show. Yeah. Right. But I, I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be really good for the Miz. It's, but also how long is this going to last for? Because he did announce that Maurice was pregnant. That may take him off the road for a little bit, which I, I believe the very first, uh, non, non worker. has the, a shirt for the very first time in oh. WWE's history. That being Monroe sky. Oh yeah, they really they for whatever reason WWE partnered up with Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, I saw that. They're yeah. releasing cards, T-shirts, and one of the T-shirts is Ms. Maurice and uh, Monroe Sky. I would say doesn't Nicholas have a T-shirt though? No, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he's a tag team champion, so he's a yeah, worker. Think, Come on. Yeah, did, I think Nicholas has a shirt. Did Nicholas have a T-shirt? I don't recall. Yeah, yeah, legit. I think he did. But next up, you had an eight-man tag team match: Alistair Black, Ricochet, and the Hardy Boys. Take it on Rusev Nakamura and the bar. This went to a no contest. Yeah. Um, because the New Day oh, came yeah, out and kicked rem- butt. It was awesome. I love this. I loved this like different side of uh, New the New Day. Because they came in and they just kicked butt. And- Which, I totally- again, I would like to see some sort of TLC set up here. I, you may end up seeing that, but I think that this uh, this uh, New Day part was really awesome because it showed how strong they are, how pissed off they are at Vince McMahon, how they treated Kofi Kingston. Yeah. And I thought it really showed them that, you know what? We like to have fun. We like to have bring comedy to uh, the WWE. But we will when it means business, we will take care of business, and we are very uh, down the line and strict, and yeah. I like it. Yesterday um, was National Pancake Day. They didn't even throw out pancakes. Yeah, because they're, they're, but I, and remember like the initial reports of when the New Day was going to come around, they're going to be like this militant nation of domination. Well, when like, they first appeared, they were preachers. Yeah, yeah like, but they were going to be in like, in that style. This is like getting to that, but with the complexity of, you know, pancakes and bootios and stuff like that. I'll tell you one person that didn't like this at all. And that was my son, Jordan, because I watched that tag team match with him and then they came out and Ricochet is his new favorite wrestler. Because, oh. because flips and everything like that, and he's like, flippy person. Yeah, he's a spot monkey. He he enjoys the spot <laughs> Um But he had a full meltdown because New Day came out and beat up Ricochet. Full <laughs> meltdown. I wanted to record it so badly, but like, I had I stopped myself. You should have just to show him when he gets older. Like because that would be hilarious. You don't have Wrestling to show anybody. Fake Jordan. You don't. You don't have to show. No, 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 no. But after, like, later, like, Jordan was still up when Rachel came home last night. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, Jordan had a meltdown. She goes, why? He goes, because New, New Day came out and beat up Ricochet. And then he started welling up again. And Rachel looks and goes, Jordan, it's fake. What? Like, oh, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Rude. I know. I, him, I was, did I was you like, tell him like, Santa Claus doesn't exist or what's the deal? Oh, listen, that's, 
That's because it's called World War 17 in this house. We already have World War But wrestling, come on. Re- oh, come on. Wait, is it something oh. like Rachel wants to tell him Santa doesn't exist, but you <laughs> want to keep the spirit alive? I was listening. I'm trying to keep the spirit alive, all right? But Rachel, yeah, you, have she to, can't. you have to convince him that wrestling is real again. This is no, all I told them. I told them, like, listen, I told them, listen, they're all buddies. You know, they do things. I'm like, one day, I'm like, the new day's going to beat up Ricochet. And then, like, some days, Ricochet's going to beat up the new day. I'm like, it's, as I say on this show, ebbs and flows. Ebbs and flows. You got to record him ne- next time. You don't have to show anybody, but when he gets older, like, when he gets in his, like, this is going to weird you out, but when he gets close to 20 or in his, over like, 15 yeah, first, or like, first, first girlfriend came over, hey, yeah. you want to <laughs> hey, you you see this Larry melting down about professional wrestling? Exactly. That, because think about how hilarious that would be even just for him to see and be like, wow. Listen, that, I, my, mom, my mom used to have all of our olds. I don't know if your parents had home movies of you, mm-hmm. but, really. like, my mom had this one where I, like, did this, like, pony gallop through the living room and yeah what the, what the heck was that the... that didn't sound like that i'll tell you that much let's continue on with <laughs> the one thing that has me worried about like a big multi-man match is the is the usos after this cut of promo uh, wondering wondering who they're gonna face yeah. at wrestlemania giving yeah giving props to new day hardy boys on matt hardy's personal uh youtube account Cut a promo on the Uso saying, "I like it. They're the real brothers. We're the real brothers. We gotta see who the better team is." Mm-hmm. So I wonder, mm-hmm. what's the deal? What's the deal? So I, everything here has to be some sort of setup. Yeah. Afterwards, we saw Randy Orton. Come he out. said. Randy Orton to uh, talk about AJ Styles and he brought up that while AJ Styles was wrestling in bingo halls and tanning tanning with Dixie Carter he (laughs) was carrying Smackdown which AJ by the way we didn't even mention uh, there was a was there not an RKO out of nowhere at the pay-per-view oh yeah that's right and then there was a uh, phenomenal forum I just don't remember what what match was that from. I don't even remember. I don't remember when that happened, but that happened. So AJ Styles ends up coming out and uh, named a bunch of tag teams and stables that helped Randy Orton get to where he is today. And then AJ challenged him to a match at WrestleMania, and Orton walked off. Yeah, you know I was going to get that. You're going to get the phenomenal forearm RKO that'll lead to Randy Orton winning. But is it like and, a? Oh, I would say that it needs to be AJ Styles. I think it's going to be a good match. Yeah. Randy Orton, Randy Orton, WrestleMania RKOs are always the best. Remember that Seth Rollins one, the, mm-hmm. the WrestleMania 31. That yeah. was incredible. It made its way into a WWE video game. Really? Ah. Yeah. I'm playing. I, I I got some time this week to play a little uh, Mario Super Sluggers. I was kind of happy about that. Yeah, who I wish. What? <laughs> I said, who did he ever beat? This past week was the Mario Day gimmick. I know. I wore. I we. I, I didn't speak about it, but I took Rachel out to dinner for her birthday this week, um, and I wore my uh, Mario socks and I wore my Mario shirt underneath my polo that I wore at the dinner. Mario Lopez, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way. Come on. Uh, next up, you had non-title match. Asuka picking up the victory over Sonya Deville alongside with Mandy Rose. Um, I mean, the only takeaway is that what we alluded to earlier with Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose separating. Yeah, Asuka hits Mandy with a baseball slide after uh, Sonya Deville moved out of the way. And to get back up, she eventually tried to grab the ring apron. And DeVille ends up tripping on it, causing her to lose. It wasn't the greatest looking spot, but it made sense, I guess, to whatever was going on with this story. Imagine if this is all just a a ruse to trick Asuka. I don't know about that. I would have liked to see some sort of EC3 involvement here based on a backstage segment that they had uh, before the pay-per-view. What do you mean? Where EC3, like, introduced himself to Sonya and Mandy. and kind of, like, hit on Mandy, asking her out or whatever. And Sonya steps up to be like, nah, bro, she's good. Mm-hmm. So I would maybe, like, in the, like, leading up somewhere, we'll see some sort of pairing with EC3, perhaps. That could be interesting. EC3 with Mandy Rose. Yeah. So... Uh, I don't know what I mean. The SmackDown no. Women's Championship's not really, not really doing it. Yeah, Asuka's uh, steam has really slowed down a lot. But I mean, even still, like, it, even her paper, like even her, the only reason why she's champion, I've said this before, is because of Ronda Rousey. Yep. So. Yeah. Like, it's not. What do you do with that? Yeah. Well. Iconics, though. Yeah, they cut a promo. Boston Hug. They've been calling out Boston Hug Connection for weeks. They're not showing up. They're not... Also, they're not going to Raw, but... They're calling them out for the pay-per-view, calling out for the SmackDown after SmackDown. So, I think they'll be the SmackDown portion of that... What I could just only assume be that big match. And hopefully the victors. Um, so I like, loved in the Iconic promo, though, where they did, like, the superhero thing at the end. Well, that's what they, they show off their stomach because of Meltzer. Oh. Yeah. Also, something fantastic, when on the kickoff show, and they were doing it uh, backstage stuff too, when they were going in for handshakes, they both put their hand in at the same time to shake the person's hand at the same time. And I thought that was genius. I was like, damn. That like... I was like, wow, that's a good spot. Wow. Up next, Becky Lynch comes out, drops her crutch. No longer needs it. Flair cuts her off. Even though she worked the night before on a live event. I think yeah. that's the whole reason, especially with, with cameras and social media and everybody being everywhere. It's it, kayfabe is like slowly dying. And, and there was, you know, and there was those reports that came out this week that, you know, people are. Oh, you know, well, that, like, they're not that, that backstage. They had a meeting to make sure you're selling the right thing. Well, when Zack Ryder got thrown off the stage, he had to wear a neck brace and a back brace everywhere he went. But wait, here's the thing, though. I don't know. Maybe maybe her selling was like, that's fine. Like she doesn't need to sell anymore. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing of that, what I got of that meeting was because of when Stephanie McMahon showed it off. It happened where Becky Lynch, the first thing they show is her selling her, I think it was her left knee. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to her right knee. And immediately when they showed that, I was like, that's the, that's not even the right knee. So that's not on Becky Lynch for selling something that, like, she was supposed to be selling that. In that moment, that's what was being hit. That's on WWE for grabbing the wrong picture. So it's like, in that moment, should she have been selling her injured knee? No, because she was just hitting the other knee. Nah. So that's that's on whoever picked out that picture to show on national television. And get bam roasted by me. Shame. <laughs> Which, podcast. by the way, we didn't even make. We didn't, you didn't even mention last week that Becky Lynch was using the crutch on the wrong side. Yeah, I did. I, I don't think you brought that up on the show. I definitely did. I really flipped out about it because no, you the entire out time on it turned left. I pretty, I mentioned it on the podcast, I but really I'll don't say it again. Did. I'll say it again. Whoever's backstage messed up. Um, the medical staff should not have allowed her out there with the crush on the wrong side. You don't take tips from house. Uh, it goes the opposite side of the injury. Roadhouse? So no, yeah. doctor house. It's if she had her left knee is hurt. The crush should have been on the right side of her body, not on the left. So they should have prevented that. I hate that. That really annoys me. So really crunchy, son. Flair, oh, big Flair comes out and dubs herself Miss WrestleMania, which she did not even earn. She didn't defeat Santina Morella or anything. <laughs> but And she was also doing a lot of weird hand stuff. If you go back and watch that promo, it's like as if she had like no idea what to do with her hands. She was like... What kind of weird hands? It was stuff? really weird. You just go back and watch. It's like one of those Bailey buddies at one point almost. <laughs> Becky said that uh, Charlotte has done nothing in four years and in the, like, whatever, she decided to step up and now they're main event to WrestleMania. But like we said earlier in the show, it's Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. There's no way around that. We didn't even mention Ronda Rousey going off on Twitter, saying yeah, wrestling's true. fake and everything. Yeah, not the best thing to say. Well, whatever. <laughs> up next, we had a tag team match. Our truth teaming up with Rey Mysterio to take on and defeat Andrade San Almas and Samoa Joe. Uh, Rey Mysterio got a quick pin on Samoa Joe. I, I didn't like that, but Joe ends up attacking our truth and Almas afterwards. Mm-hmm. So if it's not a one-on-one match against Cena at WrestleMania for the United States Championship, seems like we're gonna get like a rematch, Fatal Four Way. Mm-hmm. At Mania, it's. I think so. Like five, yeah, yeah. That's whatever. The, the, when they had the Fatal Four Way on SmackDown, it was good. So, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I think it was on SmackDown, and then um, they get a pay per view. Maybe it was just a pay per view. I don't know. Uh, but in the main event, you saw Daniel Bryan teaming up with Rowan to take on and defeat Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali, which I think their triple threat at Fastlane was much better. But uh, again, I but thought what? I mean, I, the, like the finish was cool, mm-hmm. where Rowan tags himself in without Mustafa Ali seeing it, and he went to jump on the middle rope and he went to turn around to who he thought was going to be Daniel Bryan, but turned into the claw yeah the claw slam the claw bomb i like that that's a great finisher instead of a choke slam i am a big fan of it too i think it's gonna work out but yeah. yeah what do you know uh last segment of smackdown was one of the best segments of smackdown in recent history in my opinion 
Vince comes out, speaks about Kofi Kingston, and New Day comes out. They really yell at Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon says Kofi doesn't deserve it, which set them all off. Yeah. And he said, he's like, Kofi, you will eventually be inducted to the Hall of Fame. But not as That's a singles, huge. but not as a singles competitor. The only way you're getting in is with New Day. And then Vince said Kofi could have a match next week, and if he defeats them, they go on to, I guess, go on to WrestleMania. So Randy Orton comes out, and he goes, "If you defeat him, and you defeat him, and you defeat them, and one more him." So Randy Orton, Smojo, the Bar, Rowan. Next week on SmackDown, gauntlet match. New Day, they all come down to the ring. New Day takes them all out. So... New Day knocks them down. Kofi lines them all up. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Great finish. So, I don't know how People long that will gauntlet match this. will be. Maybe an hour long again, perhaps? Potentially. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for this. Yeah, you I know, just, what? Be, I would think it'd be. How many guys are in this? Five. Let it go an hour, three, fifteen three, minutes. Three ain't enough. Vince needed five. At, why don't you let this go the entire SmackDown? That'd be good because then all these other little storylines that are going on, you let them get a week to breathe, and then you continue on. You, mm-hmm. you I have. Just, Smack- I don't. I can't see that being a thing with like like. Well, Miz still has to, like, respond to Shane. Oh, he's going to respond next week on SmackDown. You you give this a week to breathe. You do a two-hour match, one match on SmackDown. A, me as a wrestling fan, I would love that. And the fact of the organic growth of Kofi Mania, this will clamor into everybody that's so excited about that. Yeah, that would... I mean, I said the last, I believe I said after the last gauntlet match that, like, already put Kofi to a new level. Uh, If they do a two-hour gauntlet match and Kofi ends up winning and takes on Daniel Bryan at Mania, that, like, completely, not even defeating Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, just having, based off of that match on SmackDown next week, that's, again, a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it a lot. Yeah. So, Again. so uh, I think it was a solid SmackDown. It sets up the road to WrestleMania. Now that we're in the, uh, you know, the, the slow and steady wins the race lane, you know, the right lane going to WrestleMania. We're just kind of cruising right now instead of the fast lane. And then there's the middle lane, which I, I forget what you call the middle lane. I don't know. When I when I was when I started learn, learning how to drive, it was the left lane was the hammer lane because you could just kind of punch it. Um, and then the uh, right lane was the grandma lane. I forget what the middle lane was. Yeah. The weird stuff that I learned. Hmm. So, yeah. So we got some outside the ring stuff to talk about, also. Or right, you guys want to take a quick break? Uh, we I guess we could just roll through. All right. All right. Wow. Then you going? So let's go for some outside the ring talk. And on sad notes, uh, we've lost another one in the world of professional wrestling as Wally Yamaguchi, better known to the WWE audience as Yamaguchi-san, or if you've watched episodes of Cooking with Brandon, you know what Yamaguchi-san did to that banana. He was a manager <laughs> of Kai and Tai, and he passed away at the age of 60. So our condolences go out to him and his family. Uh, thank you for inspiring Mark and out to produce that into one of our segments. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, very unfortunate. Um, also, Lance Storm will be working as an agent for Impact uh, as a test run. Yeah, I think they're giving it like I think he's giving it himself to see if he likes it. Yeah, and also, Impact's new company that owns them has a lot of Canadian roots, so. And especially since they do a lot of filming in Canada, this would be a good way to get himself in there. Well, I mean, I think the, I don't think the first one, or maybe it is, maybe the first one is in Canada. I know they're, uh, they're doing a show in uh, Philly. They're doing tapings down at the ECW arena. Yeah, sick. That's pretty interesting. Something else interesting is the internet rumors that Gallows and Anderson will not be re-signing their contracts with WWE. However, Carl Anderson posted a video of his son saying, don't believe everything you read. Yeah, and I know Carl Anderson has come out in interviews and stuff like that because I'm a big Gallows and Anderson fan. So I've been like, after this, I kind of got a little depressed about it because I want to see them on WWE programming. Um, I like the fact that they, like Gal said, uh, Anderson said he wants to, finish his career with WWE and rightfully Mm -hmm. so and especially I know Anderson just bought a house in Tampa so maybe being kind of closer to the performance center maybe he'll switch into a training role in the next couple years once his uh, in-ring career comes to a close but Gals and Anderson both of them in the best shape they've been in their entire careers so shredded right now did you see Carl Anderson's abs he's never he didn't have those in Japan he has them now because he's you know trying to make himself you know, the best he can in his career, and especially trying to keep up with four, four boys and a hashtag hot Asian wife, you know, you got a lot to uh, handle right there. So <laughs> I want to say I'm hoping Gallows Anderson stay. I'm thinking that they're going to say stay. It's just, a, you know, another Meltzer thing for him to gain some traction on his failing website, possibly. I, By the way, yeah, I agree like, with you. I think they're saying. It'll be like a two-hour commute if he's a, if he's a trainer. Hey, listen, he's on the road. I don't know. Time. Yeah, but I don't know if that in Florida traffic. I don't know if Florida traffic is. I, mean, I just remember going to that Ring of Honor show and we got stuck in traffic. Yes, <laughs> that's typical Florida traffic. And the check engine light being on in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and the guy pulling up with our car and just like screeching tires as he stopped at our uh, thing. But I wasn't anyway. there for that. I was in. I was eating a, oh, yeah. uh, a, a lime tuna fish sandwich in the hotel waiting for you i'm like where the heck are they like you were like you were like super late to the hotel yeah it's just a quiet brandon yeah i gotta write down some of that stuff because i barely remember our trip <laughs> yeah and i was the one that was drinking all trip yeah i really am having difficulty remembering what we did and stuff like that at times but... we're going to Grand lux and getting nachos huevos for breakfast oh, wrestlemania man. morning I had chicken salad sandwich from there that morning. Delicious. If you guys ever have a chance to get a chicken salad sandwich from Grand Lux. Bon- <laughs> uh, bon we did sign some new talent this week, though. Uh, the first one being Robbie E. Rob Sh- Robert Strauss. Um, like, former Impact. Well, like super surprising, but not really I, surprising. I, the next one is more surprising. Stokely yeah. Hathaway. Big <laughs> shocker there. Huge. And I, I think it's great. You you put him with anybody on that NXT roster, and he will get them over. Dude, yeah. forget about the NXT roster. I forget who I was thinking of, but Bobby Lashley, not Lashley, because he's with Rush. I I really I, I don't know why I can't remember who I thought, but I was like, yo, as soon as I saw that he got signed, I was like, yo, put him with this person, Perfect shoot that pop. person. No, I was thinking main roster, like 
Kofi. I really forget who I... No, it wasn't Kofi. It was a single star. Bob Backlund? No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yeah, I would do it. If Bob Backlund... Lars, Lars Sullivan. That would be a good fit because Lars Sullivan could definitely use some help cutting promos. Mm-hmm. Or, or Legend Brothers. Well, I guess that does work. Luke Harper. Oh, yeah, he's yes. back on the- Hello, that's exactly who I was going to say. That's who it was. It was Luke Harper. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's funny. That's weird. Yeah, maybe Luke Harper would be a good fit with him. Yeah. Um, so but time will I tell think- with that. Uh, I mean, Robbie E's not too much of a surprise because we knew that he was at the performance center, that tryout. Yeah. Um, but Cal Bloom is also side as well. Yeah, we had mentioned that he. I think he was at that tryout as well. That's uh, oh. son of Bo Beverly. I did not know that that was the son from the from the Beverly brothers. What yeah. great tag team they were! They didn't get their comeuppets. <laughs> didn't get their muppets muppins. Well, muppets. speaking, did of... you know this? Did you know the post office is releasing a special Muppet stamps? I did not know that. Yeah. You set me up for a good segue and then completely took it away. That's pretty cool. (laughs) But speaking of cool, the latest inductees to the WWE Hall of Fame, this class are going to be Harlem Heat, which completely, it was unexpected for me at least. Yeah, this is. It was never like one of, it was never the one of like the rumored names of this class. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's Uh, very. It's unfortunate that Dave Meltzer laughed through that when he when he heard. Yeah, okay, he's never going to get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Loser. Sorry. He's like, Stevie not- Ray is getting inducted? It's like, shut up. Shut up, He's, Dave he's just waiting till he gets, like, uh, inducted into the celebrity wing. It's never going to happen. Sorry, I'm just... I hate that. No, guy. Dave Meltzer yeah, wouldn't I... get inducted to the celebrity wing. He's like in wrestling, so he would. He's not if... wrestling. No, but he loser. is. But he is in wrestling. If he was to ever be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame, it wouldn't be celebrity wing. It would be like the actual Hall of Fame. Yeah, when they're super desperate, and Triple H has hasn't been in, got inducted for the fourth time. You know, once with DX, once with Evolution, once with the two man two man power drift. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then once by himself. No, and then Vince but... McMahon gets inducted into the Hall of Fame and the Celebrity Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, um, well, back with the Harlem Heat, I don't really know much about their WCW time. Ten-time WCW Tag Team Champions. Yeah, I, I was. I was. Although not I think WCW it was a little. Person. I think it was a little back and forth at one point. But I'm happy they're they're both getting inducted. This makes Booker T two-time, two-time WWE Hall of Fame inductee joining Shawn Michaels that night as a two-time inductee. Uh, and then both of them, of course, joining Ric Flair as a two-time inductee. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Booker T was inducted at Madison Square Garden 2013 when WrestleMania was at MetLife. And now he gets inducted at Barclays Center for when WrestleMania is at MetLife. I think that's really – that's awesome. And I'm really happy that Stevie Ray gets inducted because I think they're definitely a Hall of Fame tag team. Yeah. Everyone that they feuded with are – really should be Hall of Famers. Luger, <laughs> Sting is in, uh, Outsiders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. And that's it for the outside of the ring stuff. So, uh, Brandon, who art thou shouting out? Shalom, Jace over here. And you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show, Brandon Shalom's. Oh, 
I mean, Brandon, shout outs. Crashing gets the first shout out. Uh, it, it premiered on HBO in 2017. It literally just finished its third and final season, unfortunately, because it was canceled. Um, which it's unfortunate because I, I enjoyed the show. And if you've never seen it, go back and watch it. It stars a comedian, Pete Holmes. I don't know if you guys know him or not. Just trying Sounds to familiar. trying to gig his way through uh, stand up in New York and stuff. So, thought it was a really good show. I wish there was a fourth season. But continuing, <laughs> continuing on with uh, television, uh, another show that had their finale on Sunday was Shameless. But. Uh, Emmy Rossum is not going to be returning. She's the star of the the show. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the entire uh, college H. Macy? scam. No. With, uh, oh, yeah. Co- the, no, the oh, only wow. real college scam is college itself. College is the scam. <laughs> especially, especially Ivy League colleges. <laughs> they didn't do anything wrong. They just gave money. Just don't go to college. You don't do anything. Instead if you want to, it's gonna be big house. Yeah. If you want to, no, no, me, listen. kids, don't go to school. No, if you want to learn something, Google it. It's 2019. You want to have performed brain surgery one day? Use YouTube. That's not safe. It's guaranteed to be on YouTube. I'll I'll have to let cousin Brian know that. No, no, doctors, but, doctors is one thing, but like in general, like general knowledge, college. No, I'm, a, I'm a doctor. I'm just going to Google myself now. <laughs> Dr. Chris, PhD. I am Dr. Cheeks. I'm doing my rounds right now and I'll be a little behind. So, uh, <laughs> Moon River. <laughs> yep. Dr. Cheeks on Moon River. Good. <laughs> the last shout out though is going to video after dark. It's Bob Saget's new clip show on ABC, which is uh, just like America's Funniest Home Videos, but, uh, but it's Bob Backlund for 2000. No, but it's Bob adult. Bob Saget for 2019. It's like more adult content. Like yeah, he's got the Bob whole Back- like hey, dirty man. man, dude. It's it's. I think it's, Bob Saget. Sorry, it's not Bob Backlund. <laughs> yeah, if you liked when Bob Saget hosted America's Funniest Home Videos. And if you like the cheesiness of the show like that, I think you will enjoy Videos After Dark. I believe the creator of that show is the same creator of this show. Mark it out? No, no, no. Mark of, it out? Of the America's Funniest Home Videos, you mark? I don't know. <laughs> well, you said of this show, and this show is marking out. Pro I, I was talk speaking about yeah. Videos After Dark. Oh. So, yeah, it's more of an adult uh-huh. content version of America's Funniest Home Videos, which is kind of surprising that it's on ABC, but hey, whatever. Check it out. I think the one thing that it's really missing is a good, good theme song. Bob Saget sings this one, but it's real. Like, because the, one of the most iconic theme songs to television history, I think, is America's Funniest Home Videos theme song. Like, I'm sure all three of us know it. Which one? America's Funniest Home Videos. America, yeah, this is you, do, 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 do. Yeah, so it'd be dope if they somehow... Can we close with the theme for America's Funniest Home well, Videos this week? that's not going to happen. Why? But we can move on to our... Our... Moment of the Week. That is right. Our mark out moment of the week 
coming from the pay-per-view-ish, uh, WWE had WWE Watch Along, which I watched. I thought it was like a cool along? thing. You watched it along? I did. <laughs> did I say I watched it along? Did I say that? No? I thought it was Maybe. cool, though, because uh, you could like watch the wrestlers watching the pay-per-view and interacting and chilling and hanging out and stuff. Um, at one point, the revival were there, and they did the uh, the dirty dancing thing that I sent you guys. Yeah, it, it looked like you're. Ki- he sends us a picture of it looks like Dash and Dawson almost kissing, yeah. and I just go, "What <laughs> the heck?" Yeah, and it's funny the whole night. Like, uh, it was kind of like I guess hosted by Pat McAfee, and they had Perfect rules. Was, was he drinking? Was he drinking Natterdays? I don't think he was drinking beer. He was eating wings. That He was literally putting wings, a full wing into his mouth and taking out just the bone. <laughs> which I've only, I've seen one other person do that. I've seen someone do that in real life, which blew me. Literally every time I see that blows me away. But, but the, throughout the whole night, he was telling people like the, like the rules were there under the big screen that they had for the wrestlers to watch. Or I'm sorry, the sports entertainers to watch. Whoa. The rule number one was do not curse. And <laughs> at one point, Nigel McGuinness was there, and he ends up dropping the F-bomb. And he goes, oh, look at that. You made me curse. And he goes, <laughs> it literally says it right there. Rule number one, don't curse. But I thought it was funny. It's an interesting experience. Kind of, for me at least, difficult to pay attention to the match and watch them as mm-hmm. well. But it's definitely something cool. And... uh I guess I wouldn't mind seeing that happen more. That does seem pretty interesting. Um, for my markout moment of the week, I marked out with one of my patients because one of my patients uh, ends up, I'm sitting in the office and everything, and we're doing our session, and his cell phone rings. And it's the NWO uh, theme song. Yeah. And, and I was just like, I marked out right away. You guys like, looked each other dead in the eyes for a good 15 seconds, and you just put your hand up and said, too sweet me good brother and then you got uh, too sweet it was awesome did, did like you? so then we started uh yeah it happened yeah um like so it was pretty awesome so we and we ended up talking about everything uh we too sweeted each other we ended up talking about everything he was saying how he used to be a huge ecw fan and used to see them at the rec center and stuff like that and hanging out with like dreamer and everything so it was pretty cool to talk wrestling so now every time i see him I catch up on the week of pro wrestling with him. So it's pretty cool. The college that we do live streaming for their volleyball, where we did their basketball. Also one of their like, um, athletic coordinators. He's like the the assistant coach for the, the assistant coach for the softball team. He like is a big wrestling fan. And he's like, met like, who was that wrestler that died in the ring last year? The Mexican guy, LaGuardia. Oh, mm-hmm. But anyway, um, he like has pictures with him and stuff like that. So whenever I see him, he's just like, "Hey, what's up?" And I just don't even say anything, and I just throw up a too sweet, and he too sweets me. The end. Uh, as far as the actual product goes, I think uh, Shelton Benjamin. Okay, that was a mark out moment for me, as well as uh, coming from Two Hundred Five Live. Like this whole episode was really good. Oh, it was great. I watched it. Oni Lorcan's great. Love yeah, him. I was pulling for an Oni and uh, Tony Nice to be in the finals, but you had Cedric Alexander go toe to toe with Oni Lorcan. Killed it. They absolutely killed it. Uh, Cedric Alexander advances. Then you had Tony Nice defeat Drew Gulak. Another, I, I thought, like, 
there were times where I thought Gulak was definitely taking it. And uh, Tony Nese ends up winning. So next week we'll see Cedric versus Tony Nese. But something else interesting is Drake Maverick backstage talking to uh, Mike Kanellis said that he's going to be having a match with a world-famous cruiserweight and Hmm. kind of implied that if he loses, he's going to be, like, out of a job. Imagine if it's Liger. So it's like, I don't don't think it's Liger. I think more on the lines that, like, I could picture it being Rey Mysterio. That'd be pretty cool on 205. Who's cruiserweight champion? It's Buddy Murphy. Betty Murphy. Okay. All right, now I remember. There's a whole okay. tournament to see who he's going to be facing at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah he's, still, he's still in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, in Melbourne, just, Australia. Well, it's just license plates looked uh, looks like Florida license plates to me, but you know, <laughs> what do I know? I I wouldn't. I would assume he's actually there. I don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah that's a markout moment of the week. I didn't have one. No, I didn't. Why not? Because you didn't ask me, Chris. Oh, did you have I, thought, I don't know. Well, we were all talking. I didn't know if you did. You, did you have one? Well, I kind of marked out the son of my the the fact of my son marking out over Rick Shane getting <laughs> <laughs> beat up by the New Day and him having a meltdown over it. <laughs> I, I, I wish that you recorded that. That has to be hilarious. I yeah. looked. I looked at him. He starts crying. I'm like, "Oh, come here, my little Mark," and I gave him a big hug. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's not my name. <laughs> no, when I called him Larry, he goes, my name's not Larry. <laughs> or uh, Madeline, too. I'm like, all right, come here, Lawrence. She goes, my name's not Lawrence, it's Madeline. Yeah, well, like, that okay. could be damaging to a kid. Like, all of a sudden, they think their parent doesn't know them. That's <laughs> like some, that's some Twilight Zone thing. Did you say, why <laughs> Lauren? Yeah. It's Lawrence. Lawrence. Oh, Florence. Yeah, Larry, right, Lawrence. what a Larry. <laughs> <laughs> And this could go, we started off with Captain Lawrence uh, Brewing Company, and we'll end with it calling each other Larry's on our show. Marking out episode 423, we truly appreciate you listening to the show. Next week, we will continue on our slow climb to WrestleMania. I don't know when we're recording next week, so maybe I'll be here. Maybe Dave will be here. Brandon will definitely be here as I get the love from the Skype call. Always about the love. Rate, review, and subscribe at iTunes and all your podcasting sites. Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Email us, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. And until next week, you can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore moment. Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. We wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. And we'll see you next week on the podcast. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Do not drink and drive. Aren't you talking, 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 talking?